Yes, everybody, it is me, Matt, right here, live with you on a Thursday evening uh, on the Writer's Block. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you for coming out on a Thursday to watch this show because there are a lot of things that you could be doing on Thursday evenings, and I appreciate that you want to spend them here with me. Um, first, let me thank a couple of people. Uh, let me thank my parents because without them, I wouldn't be here and for that matter, neither would you. Um, also, let me thank superfan Sarah Andreg for being just a wonderful partner in everything. Uh, let me thank the Narcissist Cookbook uh, for uh, letting me use their music at the beginning and the end of every episode. And let me thank Justin for the kava I am drinking on this episode. To all above and to everybody watching, I say, Bula Vinaka. So, we've got a great show today. It's going to be uh, fantastic for uh, the people in the comments already who are saying things about how much money is going to Ukraine. We're not covering that today. Um, but don't worry, I'm certain this will get covered on the Muddied Waters of Freedom next Tuesday. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you, Joe Hanoush, for always being here and being a supportive listener. Uh, so... Let's pay some bills, first and foremost. As always, nope, not that one. Is it this one? It's, oh, well, we're, we'll start with them. Mudwater. It is the most aptly named sponsor we have ever had. It is a coffee alternative for people who hate coffee, um, or as I call them, sociopaths. It is... Uh, has one-seventh of the caffeine, so you're going to wake up and decide, no, I just don't want to be awake at all today. And then it's going to taste exactly how you would expect. Masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. I highly recommend adding honey to it, uh, or else you're just going to hate everything about your life for the first few days. Um, so if you want to make the switch to mud water and get off of coffee... Uh, head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud, and you too can decide what it's like to live without caffeine. The Gravy King. The Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing and, well, the fastest growing waffle-related caucus anywhere in the multiverse, um, and the second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party, which is hilarious because we don't do anything. We just share memes. And that is it. 
if you want to become a member of the Waffle House Party, uh, the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, all you have to do is head on over to the f- special Facebook group, uh, hit the join button, I think. I don't know. Jo- whatever button makes you enter, I don't even think there are questions. I'm not 100% sure. We're not real picky. Uh, and you can become a member of the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus today. If you want to become a voting member, all you have to do is head on over to the store and the Muddied Waters store at Muddied Waters media dot well muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash store and uh you can pick up a waffle house caucus button or a waffle house caucus shirt joe Solosky, he is running for governor in pennsylvania and he is the only man i would trust to do the job get away from the r's and the d's Get away from the R's and the D's if you live in the Pennsylvania region of these United States and switch over to Joe Solosky. Um Switch over to Joe Solosky. He will fight for your future. And uh, he is just, he has the voice for radio and the face for everything else. So vote for Joe Solosky. He is the key to Pennsylvania's success. Now, my next guest, my guest, not my next guest, because he's my current guest. He's, he is here. He is, he is looking at me right now. I can see him. Um, my guest tonight is, I'm very excited to have him on. <clears throat> he has been a seated board, mem- board member of the Kansas Libertarian Party since 2004, and he is currently the state chair. Uh, that could all change in just a matter of days. We don't really know because we can't see the future, but... Everybody, please welcome with me the one, the only, Rod Hodgkinson. I totally spelled your name wrong here, and I just realized that. No, I'm Rob. Oh, is it Rod? That's okay. Okay, I spelled yeah, it wrong. It I spelled it wrong somewhere else then. Um, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> hi, everyone. Doing? I'm doing good. It's been, uh, you know, libertarian stuff for as long as I've been doing it. it, it it's always very interesting. Um, everything's uh unique almost um as you go through the years yeah i I can imagine uh so you've been you've been a seated board member of the libertarian party of kansas since 2004 so i'm assuming that you've been in the party at least since 2003 um yeah i've been the yeah i would i ran as a libertarian for the first time as a candidate back in 2002 Um, the, um, I haven't been seated continuously since 2004. Um, there's been a couple gaps. Um, I was elected chair the first time back in 2005, um, did four years, um, backed off, um, at that point for a while, I was going through some personal turmoil with a divorce. Um, some things happened in that way. So I got out of the way. Um, and then, um, I've been drafted a couple times since where we've had, uh, state chairs who had to uh, resign for various personal reasons. And um, so I kind of got back and that's why I'm the chair today. I was uh, elected a year ago um, to finish out our current three-year term. Um, at this convention, we'll reelect or elect, um, depending like you talked about, um, a, a chair for the next three years. Okay. So before before we get into all of that and your many accomplishments as a Libertarian Party member and activist, um, how is it sometime before 2002 uh, that you found yourself deciding that you wanted to get away from the duopoly and kind of move into the party of misfit toys? I've always been considered odd by my friends um, in okay. that... Um, so I, I've been able to vote in every presidential election since 1980, and I have voted in every last one of them, but I have yet to vote for a Republican or a Democrat. I've never, ever done that. I, I didn't know why. I just instinctively knew the two-party system was harming us. And so I intentionally always went and looked for a third-party candidate or an independent so that I could vote for. And so that's kind of the transition. You figure I started back in 1980. I just, you know, just following various candidates here and there. Ross Perot, of course, would kind of caught my eye like a lot of people. Um, Kansas actually had, I think, one of the highest counts for uh, Ross Perot. We were around 18, 19 percent um, here for Ross Perot. Um, but, you know, so I'm, I've always been looking for an alternative. Well, 1996 and 2000, I'm looking for candidates again. 
Only this time, I'm at that stage of my life where I'm actually looking at the candidate. And so I found Harry Brown and um, started looking into Harry Brown and why he was doing what he was doing. And I'm looking at his stuff. You know, in my college days, I was always considered an oddball Republican um, because, I, you know, of my uh, fiscal policies, I want a tight, small government from an uh, economic standpoint. But I wrote papers back in 1977 for my English comp classes. I wrote papers about the plight of the Palestinian people. Um, so you can see the kind of weird right, dynamic. That's that a, yeah, for, for a Republican, that's a weird contrast. Yeah, right. And, and so, you know, all my friends say, you're just, an, you're just an oddball Republican, you know, and I'm like, okay, I can live with that. Um, so, you know, at that time, it's like, whatever. Um, but I found Harry Brown, started reading about him and realized that, damn, that's me. You know, the libertarian philosophy, uh, you know, the non-aggression, the um, freedom is why I'm here today. Um, back in, so in 2000, I voted for uh, Harry. At that point, I started trying to get active a little bit in the, in the Libertarian Party um, in Kansas. I live in the Kansas City area. Um, in Kansas at that time, Wichita was our big area where the Libertarians were really doing things. Um, so it was hard for me to get involved um, with the party at that point, because there wasn't really anybody in Kansas City that was doing much. Um, but I live a quarter of a mile from Missouri. So across the state line in Cass County, Missouri, at that point in time, there was a group that was pretty active with the Libertarian Party. So I went over with those guys, started working with them, learning how to be a volunteer, learning how to be an activist. And getting very involved, became good friends with several of the Missouri libertarians at that time and, and understood more. Well, then I also found, similar to what National's trying to do today um, with the, the training that they're putting out there um, with both a candidate and an affiliate track, is that um, I went to Atlanta. I just picked up and went to Atlanta. And, you know, the advocates for self-government were holding a class about the secrets of libertarian persuasion. And Harry Brown was one of the speakers and one of the teachers. Um, so I, I picked up and went to Atlanta. And so and I got a chance to be, meet Harry. I got a chance to be with him all weekend um, with him and a couple other of the, of the teachers, Michael Cloud, um, a couple, you know, that may be a name old that'll give old libertarians the heebie-jeebies um but you know the um got a chance to to work with them and learn more about how to present the libertarian party in a way that makes sense to others not just preaching to the choir right and instead of, instead of hitting the echo point, chamber right right so i went to the national convention um my first national convention was atlanta um, you know, we, it was interesting with Nolan and, and Bad Narek and, and those guys getting, you know, with the, that, that convention actually went down because we didn't know who was going to win going in. Right. And so that convention for being my very first convention was pretty exciting. And I got to do this stuff. I became good friends with Gary Nolan. I became good friends with Michael Bad Narek. Um, it, you know, the, um, that whole thing. So that, and at that point I got active more nationally. So then I became friends with a whole bunch of different people. Mark Rutherford in, out of Indiana, who was the yep. state chair at that time. Um, and, you know, so I started getting a hold of those kind of people. I became active with what was then called, um, you know, the state chairs group. And then it kind of morphed into the leadership, the libertarian leadership group. And now I think it's kind of gone away. But um, so I, I was once a year, I was meeting with state chairs from all over. Um, and so, you know, I got the chance to talk to him. What's working with for you? Why, how does this, you know, those kind of things happen? Well, as you can guess, in the libertarian world, a lot of times, um, anybody that holds their hand up, right, um, is, is kind of drafted. That's, so I, that's, how I ended up, that's how I ended up on my county affiliate when I was still involved. I was like, oh, yeah. you need somebody to be secretary? I'll do that. And then next thing I knew, I was vice chair. And I was like, wait, what? How did this happen? Yeah. Well, and in my case, it was state chair. Um, so it, it became, you know, poof, hey, hey, Rob's doing good stuff. Let's go. He needs to be the chair. Um, so that's how I became chair in the first place. Um, 
we've grown since then. There's been a lot of things that have happened over the years. Um, in 2006, I was state chair at that point, not, um, and I was running for secretary of state to help us keep our ballot access. Um, and it dawned on me at that point, we needed more libertarians on the voter rolls. We, you know, the libertarian, as of today, the Libertarian Party of Kansas has been a recognized political party for 30 years in Kansas. Okay. okay we're one of the few um, that have been around that long that have, hey, we, we haven't had to do any petitioning. Um, we've been on the ballot, you know, and we, we've kept our ballot access consistent for 30 years now. That's well, that's but really in, 2000, in, in 2006, I realized it's because I was running for secretary of state and of course voting becomes an important thing, right? Um, and so it, it dawned on me, hey, we need registered libertarians. And so I started the push back in 2006 to start do, getting more and more people to register as libertarian in the voter rolls. Since that time, every single year since, the Libertarian Party of Kansas has grown with those numbers that's amazing okay we're one if you look at the national numbers i think just raw numbers we come in like number seven out of all the 50 states um in the number of libertarians that are registered um if you look at the percentage we're fourth right on going into third and that's second right. um so, you know so real real, uh, real quick you're <laughs> You're like immediately jumping into like my questions that I have set up for you here. <laughs> just start going all like I could have just stopped and let you go for an hour, but I feel like I need to like at least okay. interject every once in a while. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's one of the things that uh, I, I was going to say is right now your state is fourth highest in the nation li with libertarian voter registration, which is absolutely amazing. Um, it's absolutely incredible that you have that kind of like that you have that sort of attraction to the Libertarian Party in Kansas. Um, I used to know where Florida was, and I don't remember where we are anymore. Uh, but why? Why do you think that? Why do you think that Kansas has gotten where it is? Like, what what were the reasons? What was the draw that Kansas had? Well, I think that. You know, I'm a fifth generation Kansan. I grew up, you know, the got a ton of family that grew up on the farm. Um, we're hard workers. We and we want to keep what we've earned. We don't want to be just giving it away to the government for no reason. Um, and so that mentality, I think, permeates the state. Um, yeah, we're a red state right now. We're super majority with the Republicans in the right. legislature. Um, you know, but that always has a little bit of a yin yang swing or the pendulum swing. Um, kind of thing that goes, but that basic um, libertarian philosophy of we're going to work hard, we help our neighbors. It's that same thing, the barn burning. We, you know, a barn goes down, our neighbor, we're over helping them build a new barn. Our neighbor has a knee replacement, we're over harvesting his wheat, right? It's the libertarian philosophy of we're not, yeah, you know, everybody in the media loves to tell we're, we're the selfish SLBs, right? right. <laughs> um, and that's, when, you look, when you really, really look at the libertarian philosophy, that's not the truth. We're more like all these Kansans that I grew up with, where we do our thing, we work hard, and we help our neighbors and right. do those kind of things. So um, that philosophy then when I'm talking to people and, and like you mentioned, I've done easily thousands of hours in OPH booths in, you know, whether it's a state fair, county fairs, those kind of things. Um, so you get a chance to talk to people and they look at you. And when you do that, it creates credibility. It creates confidence and they go, wow, it makes sense. So I've got a little spiel that I always used at that point to try to get them to file, you know, to write, fill out their voter registration right there on the spot. And that was basically here. Here's how you can help us. It doesn't cost you a single penny. You just re-register to vote as a libertarian. Here's why it makes a difference. When you're registered as a libertarian, those numbers start going up. As those numbers start going up, the media starts paying more attention to us. The more the media pays attention to us, the more we have credibility, the more we have respect. 
the more that happens, it's a vicious circle in the right direction for a change, and it just keeps circling itself up. So we get more people signing up, the more the credibility, the more the media pays attention to us, and on and on and on. And that's what we, that's the way I have worked that over the years in the last, and that's why we're Kansas is in the spot it's in. That's that's actually a really good uh, that's a great tactic and a great way to go about that. Um, I know that there have been people here in Florida that have kind of gone with that, but most of those people ended up leaving the party um, because yeah. you, know, you get, I've seen a lot of people come and go. I understand. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, something you say, you're like, yeah, the, so many people, uh, the media paints us out to be the selfish party. Uh, when I first was admitting to being a libertarian, uh, not when I was, out in my partying days and I'm like, I'm a libertarian. Everybody's like, Oh yeah. Cause he likes drinking and doing other things. Right. Uh, of course he's a libertarian. He doesn't want to get arrested for this. Uh, but like later on when I was like, no, I'm a libertarian, you know, because you know, fiscal reasons and social reasons uh, and people started saying, Oh, well that's cause you're selfish. That was always my response was I'm not selfish. I want, I want communities to help each other. I think communities help each other better than governments forcing communities to help each other. Absolutely. Um, and as we don't need a, we don't need somebody nannying us, telling us what to do, when to do it. What we need is for communities to rise up, realize we are a community and that we can do things together, but we don't have to be forced to do it. Um, so, uh, there was a question that we already had uh immediately uh oh joe hanoush uh here he's one of he's one of my floridians here uh he asked how many libertarian congressional candidates are running in kansas this year with the um, with the amount of libertarians you have in the state from a federal standpoint right now i'm aware of one u.s house candidate and one u.s senate candidate um, we have four spots in the U.S. House. Um, I don't know that we'll have any others until Saturday, and we actually have our convention, and people start standing up. And I, the last couple of days, I've started hearing from people, um, you know, that are running for the Kansas House that I had no idea were running for before Monday. Um, so, and that's usually the way it goes: is that we start getting all these people. Um, so, at this point, we have one. Uh, that I'm aware of that's going to run for the Kansas or the U.S. House. And then we've got one running for the U.S. Senate. Okay. Um, and then we'll have, I think, two or three other statewide races um, because our governor race is this year. Um, and I think we may have, I believe we've got somebody filed already to run for the state treasurer. And I think we've got somebody that may be running for uh, for secretary of state. Um, so that'll give Kansans a chance to vote on at least four libertarians um, statewide, and then we'll have the lower level stuff that's popping up. So we've got like uh, we've got one really good one, um, Kansas House that could um, actually be kind of a Marshall Burt for Kansas. Um, he's been elected twice as a local. He was elected to his uh, city council and then he was elected mayor. Um, and now he's running for the Kansas House this year. So we've got somebody that um, knows what he's doing. He's a good candidate. Right. He can govern and he's proven he can govern. And it's going to be a very Marshall Burt type thing in Kansas. So we're going to put, we'll obviously put some effort behind him um, and try to help him get elected. Okay. And uh, what, what's this candidate's name? Uh, oh yeah. You had to go and ask me that. Um, <laughs> give me a second. I'll tell you. No, I, I get it. I, I, I have those. Peter I, yeah. I, Cause I, I have got so much stuff because of the convention going on, but I, his I name it. is Peter. His name is Peter Soley. Peter Soley. Okay. So if you uh, are in Kansas and you want to look into another party or into another candidate, look up Peter Soley. Although if you're watching the show, you probably already know who he is. Um, so uh, switching gears a little bit, you have sure. a certification. Uh, Matt Clark just shared uh, petersoley.com in our comment section. Um, you have a certification in affiliate leadership fundamentals and certification in campaign. Um, Correct. What does that mean? 
Well, this year, the national LP start put together training for libertarians. Um, Kara Schultz, um, the big reason why a lot of this stuff going on, Michelle McCutcheon, um, yeah. you know, were there. Um, so I went to Utah. Um, Kansas is part of region one right now. Um, so I went to Utah, Salt Lake City, um, went through the affiliate side training. It's a weekend full of training um, that, that works specifically on how can you make an affiliate better. Um, it's one of those situations where I've been involved in the party for 20 years. Um, the, uh, the state party has done a massive upgrade over you know where it was when I first started. But you can never, you can always learn a whole lot more about how to be more effective with a group. So in today's, like this year, um, about a year, well, I guess it's been about a year and a half now, we started, we put together an operations group in Kansas that we've never had before. So we've got people that are working for our marketing, social media. We have somebody, Matt Clark, who you just mentioned, he's our candidate. We've got Al Turwell, who's our political director and has been doing a wonderful job with the Kansas legislature. We've got um, Allison, who's been doing our blogs. Um, we've got, we now have this group of an operations team. We're not complete yet. That's part of the thing I need to do in the next three years is to complete that group so that then we can really grow and get an executive director. Okay. And, and, and we're, we're almost to that. We're working towards that, that situation. But the, the training was how do you take a group like that, that operations group? How do you make mesh with them? How do you you know, make things better for the state of Kansas, for the people of Kansas and the Libertarian Party. Um, and it, it was very eye-opening in a lot of ways because there's good ideas. I, I'm like, mercy, I never even thought of that kind of stuff. Um, and, and then on the flip side of that is I also went to the region training. It was region six. This time it was in Des Moines um, and for the candidate side of things so that I could see what they're teaching and how to become a good candidate. And, you know, th that kind of thing. And, of course, I've run at, for public office six times myself. Um, I've helped us keep ballot access twice. Um, you know, so I've got it. I'm pretty good um, when it comes to, you know, being a candidate kind of thing. Um, but, again, you can never, ever know everything. You could, There's always – and Carol is great because she always – she always caught my she, – she, there was always something that Carol would say, and it'd be like the light bulb would go off. Right. And be like – Oh my God, even though I've been doing this for 20 years, that training is wonderful. Yeah, there's no matter how much you practice at anything, it, do, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's, um, if it's uh, swimming, if it's studying uh, biology, if it's studying whatever, uh, you will never know everything and you will forget things that you already learned. So having somebody there that's going to be able to lift you up in those moments in order to kind of remind you of what, of what you are missing is huge and very like it's very important um so you mentioned that you had run for office a couple of different times um i know that you have run for a house seat a senate seat and secretary of state um and the last time was in 2018 when you ran for secretary of state um are you running for do you plan to run for office again are you running now is there or are you just kind of focusing on building this uh coalition that you're talking about in order to get to the exact in order to be able to have an executive director or are you kind of more looking towards uh and and building those candidates or are you thinking about doing it again um this time around i want to be working more building other candidates um for two reasons one i think as the state chair i've done that where i, well, I was state chair and and i ran for statewide office it it, it becomes a challenge um, to do both, to say the least, because um, Kansas is one of those states, you know, that everybody thinks it's flyover country, right? It's flat, you know, we're 400 miles long one way and 200 miles the other way and 105 counties. And I'm telling you, I, you know, the, in 2018, I put 26,000 miles on my truck traveling the state campaigning it gets old fast. I just want to say that you, you have 105 counties in Kansas. Um, Correct. Here in Florida, I think we have like 68. Um, and in my head, and I could be completely wrong, in my head, Florida is much bigger than Kansas. Well, you've definitely got more population. 
Um, the tourist square miles, I would have to actually look. Yeah, um, I, I have probably, no idea. I, you know, I don't either, we, we, you know, because we're a big square. So um, that 400 one way, 200 the other, you can pretty much take it as a big rectangle, I guess. Right. Um, but, uh, and, you know, add that up. But uh, from a population standpoint, Florida just blows us away um, in that regard. Right. Yeah. It's just because when you said 105, well, when, when it was in the notes, 105 counties, I was like, that is a lot of that is a lot of counties to have in in my head. Kansas does not have the square foot, I like the square mileage as uh, Florida. I could be completely off base there and just 100 percent wrong. But, yeah, that's just where my where my head went to on that. Um, so how, how many house seats do you guys have? There's we have uh, the Kansas legislature has 125 house seats. OK. And we run 40 Senate seats. Okay. Um, and this election, the 125 House seats are all up for re-election because they're up for every two years. And that's where Peter Soley is going to be at. He's in the 109th. As like a lot of states, we've just gone through redistricting. Um, we've had to redraw the maps for the various places. Peter is actually in a new district. Uh, it, he got it, uh, the 109th. Um, so um, he's in a great situation where there's technically no incumbent, I don't think. And then, so, you know, anybody that comes in there, um, it's going to be kind of a wide open uh, situation. And so he, they drew, redrew the maps that way. What's happening in Kansas is happening in a lot of rural states, probably Indiana, the same as us, is that the main metro areas, Wichita, Topeka, and Kansas City are drawn the people because that's where the jobs are. Right. So where do the, the populations are exploding in, in the big cities and it, the rural areas are just shrinking. So what happened in this, this reset with the census, the rural areas lost two house seats and they jumped into Johnson County um, where I live now. Um, so, and Johnson County has 21 or 22 house seats now just in the County. There's, you know, cause just like Florida, we are very populated as a County. Um, so Johnson County is becoming that um, juggernaut, if you will, in the in the legislature to get what they want done. The farmers kind of get hung out to dry sometimes. Right. Um, you know, the, the whole worst part of democracy or, you know, mob rule, they just take you down. Right. And yeah, that is that is the issue that you have with democracy, no matter it, it is the many telling the few what they have to do. Um it is one of the biggest issues that I have with it. Uh, just so you know, just for a fun fact, if you ever want to impress somebody with trivial knowledge, Kansas has 82,000 square miles. Florida is 65,000. Ah, so we are bigger. Yeah. Thank you to Alex Flores in the comments for letting <laughs> for telling us. Um, <laughs> well, hey, so, Alex, I haven't seen you since Salt Lake. So obviously you don't have an issue with public speaking um i'm no. assuming i'm assuming that you have done this a lot uh you know, you've, I, run, you've run you've run for multiple things you've been you've been on the board you've been on the the the, the libertarian party's uh board uh executive for years the yeah, executive committee for years so I, i'm assuming that you've done this a lot um a lot of libertarians that i know and I hope nobody gets offended by this, but a lot of libertarians that I know aren't used to talking to people off of the computer. Um, they aren't used to that face-to-face. -face. Uh, yeah, I understand that one completely. Right. So what advice What advice do you have for libertarians who might be nervous, uh, who, who want to run, but they're nervous about having to go out and speak publicly? Oh, I... I um... <laughs> I, I guess the, the way I look at it is because one of the things that I've done um, as chair off and on is that I go talk to the, you know, the, our colleges, um, political science classes. I go to the high schools and talk to the um, government AP classes, um, those kind of things. And those are great environments to go talk to people about the Libertarian Party because you never know what you're walking into. Even in Kansas, the, the dynamic is so different. You go out to Fort Hayes State, which is out in western Kansas, out there and you know, out there in the middle of nowhere, if you consider it that way. Um, but that 
particular university is so far right, so conservative. So all their questions come from that side of things, right? Um, and, and why? How do you how do you justify this? How do you do that? Um, Wichita State University and KU University of Kansas were the exact opposite. You've got the the full full-blown liberals, the full-grown Democrats that are going, you know, how do you, you know, uh, you're a selfish libertarian, um, you know, kind of thing. And you get that same kind of thing. And I love doing that. I also love doing radio shows live, taking calls, um, because it, it, it's, it's very eye-opening at times. But my thing would be, go talk to some of these high schools and talk about the Libertarian Party. Now, when I'm there, I don't get super political. I talk about some of the challenges we have as a small party. You know, I talk about ballot access issues, the fact that we have to have a nominating convention, we're not part of the primary, you know, those kind of things. I talk about those differences and how they're holding us down. And rather than getting real political, I don't get in there, all libertarians are pro-life or no libertarians are pro-choice, right? I don't get into that too much. I don't get into the, the platform as much. I just get into here's why we exist. We believe in freedom, the easy way to put it. And then um, so I have taken uh, generally I take the world's smallest political quiz with me into those classes. Okay. Set yeah, it up. Yeah. And, I, and, and I let the class take the test. Um, it always gives me a really good idea kind of where everybody's at in the class. Right. And I kind of get an idea. Um, and I like to do that because all the classes are timid. Almost always they're timid. They're, they don't want to, they don't want to hold their hand up. They don't want to talk, you know, oh my God, oh, you know, uh, there's a libertarian in here, um, you know, and so uh, <laughs> um, I use the quiz to, to kind of open things up and they start reading the questions and it jogs their minds and it makes them go, well, what about this? And then we open up the questions and I, let, I tell them up front, I said, you can ask me anything you want to. There's no holds barred. Ask me whatever question you want, and I'll give you an answer as best to my ability. Um, I'm not going to skirt it like the Republicans and Democrats always do. Okay, and so that gets things started. And after you get the first couple questions, then everybody's like, "Hey, wow, this is neat!" And they start asking more questions, and you just go, 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 and all of a sudden that hour is gone. And you know the and everybody's like, and the teachers are like, "Wow, this was good," um, and. That trend, that kind of speaking practice, you're in front of a group of high schoolers or a group of college kids. There's no pressure. There's no intimidation. They just want to know the knowledge. Well, that gives you that ability to chat with others one-on-one -on -one or a small group like that, whether it's 20, you know, 10 to 20 kind of thing. And you get to where you just spend that just, just, just like everybody else. Yeah, so, I've done the bigger group too. I, but the that's where I would say, hey, go talk to your local high school. You know, do you still know your old political science class, uh, teacher? Talk to them. They'll probably let you come in and talk. No. Um, yeah, to, I, no, I don't. Um, I'm not even sure if that person's still teaching. Um, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, my, go, trust me, my high school class teachers are all gone, man. <laughs> So, like, kind of touching on the, uh, like, when you come in, they're like, oh, man, I don't know. And everybody's kind of timid. What I found is that doesn't matter because, obviously, like, I, was, I, I wasn't always a libertarian. I was a Republican for a while. You know, I, I dabbled in the Democrats for a short period of time. Um, and then I found the Libertarian Party. I was like, okay, this is what makes sense to me. But um, even when I was involved with other parties, uh, when I would talk to people about, you know, candidates or whatever, nobody ever wanted to tell me their political affiliation. And there's an old Dave Chappelle joke about it that's crass, and you seem right. like a pretty wholesome guy that I'm not going to repeat this joke online. Um, <laughs> but basically, they, like, people will have no problem giving up their, uh, like, the most intimate details of their life, but they, they don't want to give up uh, that piece of information to people. And I understand right. their reasoning behind it. Uh, because you get you will get judged on your political affiliation much quicker than you will on your personal predilections for whatever it is, uh, and it won't. 
in, in absolutely no time. So I can understand, especially in a college class where kids are like, I don't want people to know how I filled this out because I don't want to be judged based on however, whatever this test says. Um, uh, Joe Hanush says, remove political party affiliation from voter registration cards and ballots. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it needs to be. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't think it needs to I, be. I actually, you know, um, I've testified in front of the Kansas House in, in favor of ranked choice voting. Um, yeah, I would, you know, I'm doing away with with that would make people all of a sudden go, who am I voting for? Instead of the, you know, instead of this team thing, this us versus them. And in Kansas, it's really bad. Um, you know, that whole Republican versus Democrat. Now, Kansas is very red, but the you've, we try to push our way in there a little bit, um, you know, you know, to, to get into that mess. But the if we were to get rid of those tags and they actually had to look at the candidates, I'll bet I could have quadrupled my voting account easily um, no, running for secretary of state because I can't tell you how many people I glad, like I said, I was traveling all over the state. And I can't tell you how many people went, damn, you're the best person of the three. Right. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to vote for you. Well, obviously that I don't, didn't have that kind of money, but um, we would as a libertarian, it would be, un, and I think you see a lot of that exactly with kind of the city county races that are nonpartisan. Yeah. Everybody knows Joe blows a Republican or, you know, Jane is a right. Democrat. Right. But that's not on the ballot. So you have to you go looking for the name. And I, that would be great in my opinion. Yeah. I, I have thought that for years. I felt like I, two things. One, you should not know, like, obviously, you know, Joe Biden's a Democrat, but like when he's running, it should not say a D next to his name. Um, and also, I've also believed for quite some time that uh, political people shouldn't make public appearances or appear on television or have their photos taken. So you don't know what they look like either. Um, because I think I think that many times people vote for the person they uh, that they think is more attractive. Um, I think it's a subconscious thing. Bill for radio. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so like i've like i've always thought no political affiliation next to the name and then uh no public appearances um so that way you know that you're going to get a candidate that you agree with uh i've i have thought that for ever uh and not much will make me change my mind on that um uh yeah joe hanush says looks matter yeah they do looks looks absolutely matter and it's sad but it's true um so uh, we've got a little bit of time left, but let's talk about this weekend. Uh, what is it that people can kind of look toward, look, look forward to this weekend? What is, what's going on at the uh, LP Kansas Convention? Well, we're doing a whole lot of different things. Um, we, of course, our two main speakers are Joe and Spike. Um, so we've got, you know, some the two presidential candidates are president, vice president coming into town. Um, we'll start off Friday night with a mixer where everybody just gets together. Um, Spike and Tasha are going to be there um, and mix with us and talk and, you know, do their thing on one-on-one -on -one basis, not as a big um, speaker kind of thing. Um, and so that people get a chance to meet him. Um, that it's a seven to 10 kind of time frame. Um, every other one I've ever been to was more like seven till they closed the bar. Um, but you know, the, um, we'll get together and we can, you know, talk and do those kind of things. Saturday's more of a business, um, day, right. um, in the beginning, you know, from that part of it, we've got a few bylaws and a couple platform things we need to change, look at. There's some proposals that we're looking at changing. Um, in the afternoon, we're looking at going with, um, we're going to, we need to elect our delegates to the national convention um kansas gets 13 this year uh, we just missed getting the 14th one um and uh um we're also electing our candidates because again this is our primary as a minor okay. party right. so we will be electing our candidates this weekend as well so um we, and we have to have at least one statewide candidate because we, that's how we keep our ballot access we have to get at least one percent of the vote in one of the statewide races 
Um, that's always been pretty easy to do. 1%, it's just the protest vote generally is enough. Um, we get good candidates and we, we've almost hit the thing. In Kansas, we got an oddball rule where to get major party status, to be considered the same as the Republicans and Democrats and be put in the primary, we have to get 5% of the vote in the governor's race only. So that's the only statewide race that works and it's every four years. Um, and it's been a challenge um, to get to that 5% number. We've gotten close a couple of times, but um, realistically, um, you know, we, we really run into that. Um, I can't vote for you because it'll take the vote away from my Democrat, or I can't vote to you because it'll take the vote away from my Republican. Um, so, you know, real, so quick, we, real quick, I remember in the first uh, election that I was helping out with, um, it was a special election here in Pinellas County, and it was a close race. It was, it was the most, I believe at the time, it was the most expensive special election ever. And uh, there was a libertarian in it. And I was working with him, trying to help him get elected, and uh, he he didn't do well. Uh, but he um, like the next day after after the election, the Republican uh, this guy David Jolly he ended up winning. He beat uh, Alex Sink. Um, he the next day I had a bunch of Republicans mad at me. Their team won. They were mad at me, and they said, "You almost made my team lose." And then a bunch of Democrats were mad at me and they said, you made my team lose. And I was like, both of you can't be mad at me here. Right. I could not, I, we, we, we didn't take votes from any of you because we earned every vote that we got, but uh, you both can't be mad at me. That's just not fair. You guys can just be mad at each other. I'm out. And uh, like, that's, that's why the whole, I, I, the defensive vote is one of the greatest fallacies that I see in voters. Yeah, and it's going to be. I've got a uh, interview set up for Spike on Sunday evening. Um, the the radio host is a former legislator, and he's a far right Republican. Okay. Um, and the very first question he's going to ask Spike, he's already told me. The very first question is, "How can you take votes away? How could you let Trump lose?" Right? Um, I'm like, well, because Trump sucked too. But you know the, 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 the <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but you know it, it, that it's a, it's an ongoing thing, and and it obviously educational that we've got to get more people to realize that that defensive voting, as you put it, um, is just nonsense. It, and yeah, and that's when um, back in sixteen, uh, back in sixteen, when Gary John, Gary Johnson was running against uh, Trump and Clinton, um, I was I was talking with a friend of mine, and he was like. So you're going to vote for Trump? I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm voting for Johnson. And he goes, no, you're going to vote for Trump. And I'm going to tell you why. And I said, I bet I know every argument you're going to give me. And every one of them was, if you don't vote for Trump, you're going to be giving the election to the Democrats and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm voting for the person that I believe in. The person that I think would be do best at the job. I'm not voting against somebody else. I'm voting for somebody. I get to say I vote for or somebody. Um, I'm not voting against anybody. Right. Um, well, and I get that completely. So, um, you know, kind of maybe gets back on track here. We don't know how much time we're going to have left, but uh, from the convention standpoint, we'll, you know, we, so we'll elect all our, our candidates. Um, then we also will elect four of our officers. We've got our regular, we do a rotation um, so the entire XCOM doesn't go away at one swift blow. Um, we keep some institutional knowledge that way by doing a rotation. And so we've got three positions that are up for the regular spot. And then we've got one that we need to fill that we have a resignation. Um, so that gets done um, as well Saturday. Then we get to do the fun stuff. We, we have our banquet. Um, Spike is going to be our uh, keynote speaker um, at that banquet. So, um, you know, this convention will be easily the the largest state convention kansas has ever held um on sunday morning um joe jorgensen will be in town she's going to come in and talk about the campaign and then you know what she went through and some of the stuff that happened with the campaign on sunday morning um we also if we need it sunday morning we'll, we can use it to kind of finish up some business if we have to otherwise i'm going to do some training things 
um, that fit in kind of like what I just talked about with uh, using the world's smallest political quiz to talk to people, do, how do you do this? You know, how do you set up a booth at a county fair? Um, those kind of things. We're going to be doing some odds and ends, little, act, you know, activist training um, kind of type of things that we'll be doing if we have time. Um, after the, we break, um, officially, we will end the convention, you know, adjourn. Um, the new executive committee will meet very quickly um, just so they can come together. The new chair, if it's not me, um, you know, takes over and they're ready to rock. Well, tomorrow, uh, Sunday afternoon, we're still doing some other things. We've got a spike throwing. Um, we've got a kind of a fundraiser. We've got an axe throwing where, you know, with spike. I didn't, we're not throwing spike. Um, so the... Um, uh, but I was gonna say that'd be so, mean. He he has MS. You don't want to just throw him around. I'm certain yeah, that's no, not. I, I, yeah, I, I, that all, that totally came out wrong. Um, <laughs> but the, um, and then also um, Sunday afternoon, we're doing a homeless help. We're doing a community outreach um, where we've been we have been connect, collecting um, donations, and then we're going to go out and hand them out to the homeless in Wichita on Sunday afternoon. Um, and do that. And then, of course, like I talked about earlier, um, I've got a radio thing with Spike on Sunday evening. So, um, you know, we're from an overall concept. We've got a lot of different things. We've got fun stuff. We've got business stuff and we've got even more fun stuff. No, I mean, it's and, it, it sounds like it's a it sounds like it's going to be a great time. And I, I, I've i seen the Spike show like I know what's coming for you. all And uh, it's. I'm looking it, forward to it. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a good time. Everybody's going to enjoy it. Um, so before I let you go, uh, you have been a delegate or an alternate to national seven times. Are you going to be one of the 13 that goes this year? If I'm elected to do so, yes. <laughs> do, do I mean, are you, so you're going to be one of the people that are going to put your hand up and say, yes, I want to go? Yes. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, um, there's a lot of people that want to go from Kansas. Um, so whether I can be one of those 13, we'll see. Okay. Well, hey, you know, that is the uh, most humble answer I think I could have ever gotten from that question. Most people would just be like, yeah, I'm going. Um, well, Reno is going to be insane this year. It's going to be a good time. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, it's, there's going to be some fireworks, but it's still going to be fun. Uh, so I'm certain if you do go, it's going to, you're going to have a blast. Uh, yeah, well, I'll have a blast. I, I, part of my going to Reno is, you know, cause I've been doing this for so long. I've got so many friends in the libertarian world nationally. Um, and a lot of them will be there at Reno. Um, and I'll get a chance to meet them one-on-one again, um, yeah. you know, and, and catch up. I had, there's a lot of them I haven't seen in 10 years. I'd love to catch them and, and, you know, be able to get, chat for 10, 15 minutes and, uh, catch up. No, I've. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that is my favorite part about conventions is getting to meet the people that I've been friends with on Facebook for years. And I'm like, Oh good. I finally get to meet you in person. Um, I used to say that instead of name tags, they should do Facebook profile pictures. So we know who everybody is. Um, so you got my little dog. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Cause so many times I'm like, I know that name. Why do I know that name? And then I look it up and I'm like, oh, that guy, that guy. All right. Got you. The one with the dog. All right. Got it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. So look, thank you so much, Rob, for coming on the show. I do appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, is there anything that you want to pitch? Uh, where, where can people donate to the Libertarian Party of Kansas or the Kansas? Well, Libertarian? Yeah. The best is our, our website. It's LPK, LPKS.org. Um, and then slash, you know, slash donate. Um, in Kansas, you can donate anywhere from five dollars to fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand is the annual max. Um, we do not. We are not a federal filer as a party. Um, we just we are state party only. Um, so that's our rules um, in that regard. Um, but you know, any kind of amounts can help um, if you're willing. Do a recurring. Um, every month kind of thing and we can get, build that up to where we can know our budgets um, and when we know our budgets and that's when we'll be able to start taking a serious look at at, at hiring an executive director um, those kind of things so um, the donations are always always very welcome 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, I'm rooting well, for thanks. you. Uh, I'm rooting for you. I don't know who you're running against, but I'm rooting for you. Uh, so <laughs> I hope that this works out well. Um, and uh, yeah, again, thank you for taking the time to come out today. Uh, I'm certain you're going to have a blast and you'll have a blast in Reno. Yep. Uh, and OP, KS. I don't know why that didn't come out as a link. Not sure why. Um, but yeah, so anyway, thank you so much. Uh, thank Love you so it. much. Uh, and have I, me on anytime you need. And I, when you need that flyover country opinion, give me a buzz. You know, I will take you up on that uh, because I will definitely need it at some point again in the future. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you again very soon. All right, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Yes, that was Rob Hodgkinson's out of Kansas. Um, fantastic, fantastic time. Great person. Can't wait to hear about how that goes this weekend. Um, anybody out in the Kansas region of these United States who uh, is thinking about heading over to the uh, Kansas Libertarian Party convention, you should definitely do so. They've apparently put together quite the time. So everybody should go out there and check it out. Uh, and if you are going, vote for Rob. If you're a delegate, if you're not, don't, because that would be unethical. Um, thank you to all of you who have tuned in to this episode of the Writer's Block. Again, so this is Friday Junior, and I appreciate that everybody chooses to spend Friday Junior here with me, as opposed to at Ladies' Night at your local tavern, brew pub whatever you have there um tomorrow two o'clock p.m eastern uh jason lyon will have a brand new episode of mr america the bearded truth where he will have spike's disowned son david fight uh and they're going to be talking about candidates so we'll see how that goes um we will see how that goes uh and then Spike will be in Kansas all weekend. You probably won't see much of me online. Um, and then next week, you can find us right back here. Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. Me and Spike Cohen parsing through the week's events like the sweet summers, winter, spring, Arabs that we are uh, on Muddied Waters of Freedom. Spike will... Hang on, I'm going to... Before I speak out of turn here uh, and say things that aren't true, I'm going to look at his schedule. Yes, next week he will be back with his guest, Natalie Bruno, uh, which is going to be fantastic. And then you can meet me here next Thursday for a brand new episode of The Writer's Block where I will have Aaron Edwards and Alex Martin from Float, F-L-O-T-E, Float, uh, who are going to be talking about Float Fest, and I'm excited to have it. Aaron's been on the show twice, so uh, very excited to have her back on, and it's going to be an absolutely great time. Your fun fact of the week is, man, that is the same page I opened up to last time. Uh, Huh, Mel Blanc, who voiced Bugs Bunny, was allergic to carrots. I actually already knew that. I didn't need a book to tell me that. Uh, so there's your fun fact of the week. Everybody have a great week and tune in tomorrow for uh, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth. Um, if you're in Kansas, go to the convention. If not, enjoy your weekend. And remember, no matter if you're white, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're Asian, if you're fat, if you're skinny, if you're somewhere in between, if you are straight, cis, het, trans, whatever, at the end of the day, it's night. I am. I am. I am swinging from a seven-story window. Throwing parties in a ten-by-seven cell. It's a stunning the legs I'll go. To convince the whole damn world. Cause if there's room enough for one, there must be room enough for two. I'll sail-
is broadcast on the evening news. I will be Fuck.